Black Compass, Black Compass Media back live with another one. Shout out to the people that's out there right now. They're going to hear this. Now, I mean, shout out to the whole team. I know Christmas is coming. It's right around the corner. Somebody had to remind me that it was next Friday. So shout out to all of y'all, man. All the people that's still out there. People still, you know, going through it and everything like that, man. I hope battle rap and media in general, everything's been able to lift y'all spirits over this time. Now, a lot of things on deck for y'all. Uh, with the show and all that too, shout out to the whole team and society as well. I am joined today uh, with a very, very special guest. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a 2009 freshman cover XXL. That, that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. He from that cloth. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we talking that. Rapper, artist, Grammy nominated, writer and all that. Critically acclaimed. BX, stand up. I'm joined by the incomparable Mickey Fax. What's going on, brother? It's Mickey. What's going on, brother? I'm all right, man. Life is good. Life is good on my end, bro. What, what, what's up with you, man? How you been? What's up with Mickey? I'm good, man. I'm great. Um, down here in Atlanta, enjoying mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, put out a project oh, yeah. not too long ago. Oh, yeah. And, you know, preparing for 2021. You know, we got about five or six projects that we got on, on, on a docket for next year. So, mm, so we get more excited. music. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, cause you know, the pandemic slowed down, slowed me down. So we got to make up for it in 2021. Very okay. excited. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited about that too. And I, I just want to, I, I want to say too, you know, I did have a chance to listen to the project and I, I did really like the project as well. Uh, it's called collages, right? Yeah, yeah, collages. collages. Yeah, Warp Collages. Yeah. Right, right. Warp Collages. Let me get the name right. Dope, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Dope music. Very mellow. Uh, tracks I'm feeling. I like Alive a lot. I like that. Uh, the, the Angels and Demons track I think was dope. Sold Out mm -hmm. is the one. And that yeah, 2020 is definitely how we feel. We said, like, this shit trash. Like, the church is closed. I can't even my church is closed. Like, what? Yeah, this yeah. shit's in a bag. Like, that's real, bro. So, walk us through the motivation for the, the, the album. Uh, it's definitely sonically, it's a little bit different than what we normally get from you. But uh, yeah. give us the motivation and how you came about the project. Um, but definitely, uh, P.A. Dre, shout out to him, the producer. He produced every uh, song on the project. And, uh, you know, he definitely jumped in my DMs and was like, yo, we need to we need to do a, a quick five song project. Mm -hmm. And I kind of curved them a <laughs> little bit because um, I already had like two or three projects on the docket. You know what I'm saying? We'll probably talk about that a little later in the mm -hmm. interview. But, you know, I was like, I ain't really trying to do nothing. And he was like, nah, I could just be, you know, quick five joints. This was like middle of August. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right. So, I, you know, he sent me about 100 beats and I picked five and uh, I started working on it like August 25th, 26th. Mm -hmm. uh, the songs that were created in that first wave of beats was um, Alive, A-, um, 2020, uh, uh, red flags, um, mm. and then there was a. I think there was another record that was created in that in that batch, and you know we, uh, you know I I thought it was dope. I thought it was like ah right, we got these five songs we 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 good to go. Oh, and the song collages. I was like ah right, we we good to go. We we could put it out. And then he was like yo we need an intro, and I was like okay. So he created an intro. I put my wife on it. And then he started sending me more and more beats. Oh, that's your and, that's your wife on the intro. I okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Solid. Yes. Okay. Solid stuff. Keeping the family. She bodied it. She bodied it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So you know we we got her on there, and then um he started sending more beats, and then he sent like another two hundred, and I picked four out of that two hundred, and I created, I created the last four, which was color, featuring Sari, Andrews of Demons sold out which was is my favorite record on the giant and obviously mm. the eight minus remix mm -hmm. so you know uh i just kind of wanted to talk about my 2020 yeah most mostly and i feel like it was it was necessary and needed uh i had put out two records earlier in the year that didn't really get any traction because of the coronavirus i feel mm. it was a def it was definitely a different sound uh, ironically you said that earlier um i was trying to go into more of a uh trap slash auto-tune kind of vibe like mm -hmm. so i was creating a uh not i don't want to say a different persona but i had teamed up with a songwriter slash producer and we created a group called black dahlia mm -hmm. 
Mm. And I wanted to be I wanted to be able to use this uh, particular brand to do all of my ratchet style sounding music stuff yeah. that I could get away with. Cause right, right. To, like, to dissociate that from the, the the achievement, Mickey, that a lot of us right. are familiar with. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. But still being able to tap into his this uh, artist fan base as well as that sound that is currently popular right now. Mm. It didn't go too well because of COVID. Like I put these songs out, they were already scheduled to come out during the height of COVID. So mm. there was nobody going to the clubs. You know, people didn't really, there was really a, a scare running through the industry in terms of Spotify, people, you know, unsubscribing due to, you know, unemployment. So there was, you know, there was some, there was some setbacks. So we kind of pulled back on that and, I started working, working, and then, you know, I was like, fuck it. Let me just do this project with this guy, P.A. Dre. And we did it. And we got it. It was supposed to come out last month. We were waiting on a Black Thought verse. Oh, whoa. Thought was going to be on the on the joint. What happened? What happened yeah. with Black Thought? How you connect with Black Thought? I'm sure you, you, so, know, you guys know each other. Yeah. But. So, you know, Thought is the OG. Like, I've known Thought for a good, I want to say, 12 years now. Mm. Um and we were always supposed to, you know, do a record. We performed, you know, my biggest record, Paradise. We performed it together back in 2010. Mm-hmm. We brought me on stage. So he, I sent him A minus and he heard it and he thought it was incredible. So he he was like, yo, I can get on this in terms of the remix. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I bet. <laughs> you yeah. know, so he writes his verse. So he writes his verse and he sends it to me. He sends me his verse written on via text. Mm. So in my mind, I'm like, I bet this nigga wrote his verse. Oh, hold on, hold on, Mick. Hold on, Mickey. Hold on, hold on. Cause you be saying you got a habit of just saying fly shit, and you don't even know you're saying fly <laughs> shit. Black thought just sent you a verse. Like he sent you the he beat his fingers and sent to the sent you the joint. Like, yo, like, here's the verse. That's yes, crazy. Yes, That's yes crazy. he was like, yo. You know, he he let me know that it's done, just to let me know that it's done. So I have the verse, like, mm. like written out, like, you know. So I'm like, I right, well, he's gonna do it because he re- he wrote it. So you know, I I I'm like bet. So I, I in my mind, I can say there's a remix to the record with a big artist on it. I didn't name who it was. I was just like, he's gonna eventually do it. He never physically records the verse. So. I, it was so initially supposed to come out October 28th. So I gave him a, a month grace period. It came out on the 25th. Mm. And when it came out on the 25th, I added more songs and I still put out my verse for the A minus remix, which obviously is a song about the letter A without the letter A. And Black Thought the, did the exact same thing. Right. Okay. Okay. That's damn. That's dope. Yo, doing a, and I, I want to get to like just being an artist in this, in this era, in this COVID era, rooms closed clubs locked up and kind of how that changed music a little bit for the better in my opinion um but yo like you get a feature like that man i'm beyond i'm not a rapper you worried about getting smoked because I, I i i listen to streams of thought one and two and i'm like there's very few people that can hold a candle the black thought on the joint so when you're doing like features it's like yo now i'm gonna come here i gotta be competitive i gotta you know what i mean i gotta be able to keep up like, what's going through your head, or is it just like, nah, let's just make a dope song, good concept, and just come out with something? For this particular record, for A minus, you know, and obviously, this is the first time like I've actually really went in depth with him and I's conversation. Mm. But he sent his verse, and he sent it first. So I kind of knew where he was taking it. And I, I knew if I was going to do another verse to it, it was going to have a specific twang to it. Mm-hmm. So his verse really was about how the other letters and vowels were jealous of the letter A. So he, I don't know how he was able to convey that without using the letter A. What? And he did it metaphorically and he was just, he was, it's just ridiculous. Yo. So my verse was basically showing that I can rap without the letter A, but I can rap about the letter A without using the letter A, but still using words that sound like the letter A is in it. Mm. The words like they and hey and um um uh buffet, yeah. you know, like I was doing stuff like that, so it confuses the listener. Um, but obviously my verse is out there, his verse never happened, but I'm I'm sure the people will hear his verse at some point or another, you know. Okay. Even if it's me posthumously, you know, we'll hear it. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm yeah. All right, all right, no doubt. It, it being a being an artist at this time and, and I know you do a lot of writing and things like that, 
it like explain some of the the difficulties with COVID. Uh, I was actually talking to one guy who's an engineer, and he was like, for him, this has been crazy because it's just changed the entire way that he's been able to work. Not to say he doesn't have work anymore, but it just changes everything. But from your perspective, how has this sort of changed the the just the process of creating music for you? The first three months were extremely difficult. Mm. Like when I say extremely difficult to the point where I was very scared. Uh, I didn't I didn't realize that, you know, obviously COVID is extremely serious and it is definitely something to be taking taken serious. Right. Right. I. I avoided getting a home studio set up for for all my life, mostly because I want to treat music like a like a career and a job. So like I have to get up physically, go to quote unquote work, clock in and then clock out. So I never had the thought process to have a home studio. So when COVID hit all the engineers, nobody wanted anybody in their house. Wow. For, for like two, three months in their house or in studios, everything was closed down. I was, I was offering double the money that I normally pay because, you know, I needed to get work done. It was work that needed to be done, whether it was for television movies or features that I was getting done or just stuff that I personally needed done for my own personal musical projects. Sure. And it was a complete nightmare. <laughs> so I finally found a guy right before we moved to Atlanta. Um, shout out to Lord Itill, where we cr- we created this whole project. And there was some strict regulations because it was in his home. He was the only studio oh, wow. that was open at the time. Wow, shout out to him. E- yeah, even my home studio in Brooklyn, they did not. I don't even know if they're open still right now. Like That's mm. how serious they took it. So he he opened up for me. And in the span of two months two to three months, we did about 75 records. And I, I got a lot of work done out of his place. Man, that's crazy. And it, it was, a, and he works for MTA, you know, on the side. So when he had free time, he would record me. And he, you know, he he became, at first it was strict regulations. And then it, he became more comfortable with me. So then, you know, it went from, yo, social distancing, wear your mask and, and gloves to like, yo, you good, man. You ain't got to put the footies on no more. You ain't got to do this. You ain't got to do that no more. His family was knew of me. He knew I wasn't going nowhere because I had a brand new baby boy. Right. So it was, on that, it was, way. thank you. Thank you. So it was, it was an easier transition. Uh, moving to Atlanta, it, these people act like that COVID never happened. So Yo, what is that? What is going on, Facts? How come they, they, they doing everything down there? They don't bro, care. it's. It's it's bad, bro. Um, they open everything is open down here, literally. Like everything, like everything that you can think of is open from the from the strip clubs to the uh, to the to the regular clubs, the lounges, the hookah lounges, all of Walmart's, everything, liquor stores, park, everything is open. Like they don't care. Movie theaters, like I, you know, I live in a very nice complex mm-hmm. out here. Well, apartment building down here in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and across the street is uh, an AMC movie theater. That's when you know you you kind of doing your thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You doing all right. You doing. You got an AMC next door. It beats the Seven yeah, yeah, yeah. Eleven up the street from my crib, but it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Shout the shout the goods. My neighbors is white people. Literally. <laughs> hey yo, when your neighbors <laughs> white people, you know you got to get them something for the, for Christmas. You know that right? Whether it's a card, a bottle of wine, or something. They got me. They got me stuff. Facts. They got me things. Real right. stuff. Listen. I ain't been here a year. They got me stuff. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. That's what come with white neighbors. You know? That's what. Listen, listen. I got I got a white neighbor to the left, and then to the right, I got a I got neighbors that came from Dubai. So like mm-hmm. you already know the type of lifestyle I'm living right now. Oh, but like yeah. to my original point, mm-hmm. you know the movie theater is open and mm-hmm. people go to the movies every single day out here. It's, out. it's, it's crazy. Out. It's bugged out. Man, yeah. man. So so you know, music overall, I think has definitely uh, changed a little bit. You know, you got. Like projects, I feel like are getting heralded and show love. Maybe would have been passed over before your Bennies, your Conways, Boldy James. You know what I'm saying? Che Noir, Stove God, Cooks. Like you just, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think that's a, that's a good thing. But my question yeah. is, and my question to you is, you you feel like that's gonna carry over into ne- into this next year or whatever, or is it just like yo, we was just in the house? 
whatever the case might be? Or do you think that sort of sea change in music is here to stay? Well, when you say sea change, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I I feel like for hip hop, there is different demographics that tune into different things. Mm. So, you know, we haven't spoken about, you know, the baby dropping. We haven't spoken about Lil Baby dropping. Right. All of the all of the MCs that are on that side of the scope, right? They did big numbers as usual. They yeah. and, and will continue to do big numbers. Right. But in terms of hip hop, in terms of like pure lyricism hip hop, I think these albums are gonna continue to be the same thing that they were that they were. I, I feel like mm. Benny, you know, he is you know, he's one of the best right now in terms of content right. and what he's putting out. And I think he's going to continue to do that. And I think his story is going to is going to be even crazier now that, you know, the unfortunate event happened to him. Right. Right. Same, crazy. same thing with Conway, mm-hmm. you know, Stove Cook. He's I've, I've been on him. Stove guy. I've been on him for two, three years. Mook put me on him. Oh, word. That's Buster's artist. Yeah. That's Buster's oh, word. Artist. OK, OK, OK. All right. Buster, Buster and Lord Jamar's artist. Mm. So, you know, Mook put me on him years ago. So I've been following him and I'm very proud of him. Boldy, you know, he was running around with Alchemist and I believe, and Nas, I think Nas signed him at first. And I guess he got out of that deal at Mass Appeal. Mm-hmm. And then he moved over to Griselda. And, you know, obviously that's just, you know, they're, awesome, they're, huh? they're running the underground right now. Um, and everybody else that put out stuff this year has been crazy. So, you know, next year we have a lot to look forward to, right? We got Cole. I think it's going to probably drop before this year's over. Yeah. God willing. I know Kendrick and Drake are, are gearing up for next year. Right. You know, I know Daylight got some stuff popping for next year. That should be really, really good. Obviously, Griselda, they drop every two months. So oh, yeah. yeah, we yeah. Can, they, they, we can cooking. Ex- they cooking them. Yeah. We can expect that from them. I think Corey is gearing up for next year. As well, Corey Guns. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be the same thing. Dope. As consistent you are, you got to keep it going. I just like that there's a lane now for people my age. I'm not old, but I damn sure ain't young. Facts, I see it. You got the grades like me, nigga. Yeah, they yeah, coming yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. yeah coming man. In. Shout out to the people that's not coloring it. We ain't coloring yeah. nothing over here. Nothing. nothing. You see us, but nothing. there's there's adult contemporary hip hop now for yes. us. And yes. I don't feel like I have to be, because for a while, you had to be in the same room as 15-year-olds. Mm-hmm. I've been 15 once. I don't want to party with niggas 34. Yeah. I'm 34. I don't necessarily want to be listening to R&B all day. You know what I'm saying? So it's been kind of a like a, a shift in, in that regard and everything. What would you say are some of your favorite albums this year? Favorite albums this year? Um, King's Disease mm. from Nas was really good. Yeah, obviously, both J Electronica albums were good to me. Mm. Um, I definitely like the second one over the first one. Right. Uh, I enjoyed the Baby's album. I know a lot of people didn't for whatever reason, but I, I enjoyed just, it. Yeah, he's a bad rap, bro. What is that? What What is that about him? That- I don't know. I really enjoyed the Baby's project though. When it came out, I, you know, I sat down, I, I vibed to it. I thought it was dope. I really did think it was dope. People just kind of didn't get with it online for whatever reason. I thought. Uh, Conway, I think it was Lulu. Yeah. You know, that was dope to me. I loved the Lulu joint. Uh I loved the uh West Side Gun. I'm a big oh, West Side yo, Gun fan. Yo, listen, so there was one there was one album that he that he had that I bought that had this clock sister sample on one of the songs. I just I fell in love with that song, man. Yeah. I thought it was incredible. So, you know, I love I loved his stuff. Uh, obviously, uh, I thought Surf he put out a great project this year. Absolutely Marv, did. Absolutely. His recent one was really good. Yeah. So you know, there's a lot of good, a lot of good content came out this year. You know, I try. It's so much that's coming out, so I try my best to keep up with everything. But it's very tough. Definitely. Because you got like five or six of the same people coming out, and it's just it's, it's brutal. Oh, Buster, Buster had a crazy one this Yo, year as well. Buster's album, I felt like, is not getting the love I feel like it should get. Now, I'm a huge Extinction Level event fan, like the first one. Like, I bought first that on the tape, facts. I had the tape with the big headphones, and I was broke, so we had to tape up the part of the head. You know what, you know what I'm saying? You got to yes, tape yes, up part yes. of that shit and hold it together to lean your head to the side, and I was knocking everything. You know what I mean? So... Yes. This album I thought should have got a little bit more love, you know what I mean? So 
I agree. I agree. It was tough to, you know, do that during COVID, but I think he, I think he accomplished his goal. A lot of the videos that I think he, cause he played me the album two years ago. Mm. So I think a lot of it was him getting budgets for the videos. Cause I think he did a video for every song mm-hmm. and you know, it's getting, it's, it's doing numbers on, on YouTube. So, you yeah. know, I'm very happy and proud of him for what he's done. Okay. Know? Okay. All right. Let's get to, cause I, I got, I want to get to battle rap and I do have trivia for you before you go. I do. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. this uh regional base, Bronx based trivia. But uh okay. we're gonna we're gonna talk about battle rap. Uh did you get a chance to watch volume uh six? I did, I did. Okay, okay. Impressions on volume six uh for you. Like uh did you cause it didn't to me I, I see a lot of people kinda going crazy on it. It wasn't what the other volumes were. I have a few theories on why that is. But what were what were some of your takeaways for that? And uh, we can ease that into a champion of the year conversation because I do think this sort of changes it a little bit in my head based on what happened. But uh, what were your impressions of the volume uh, volume six? Well, for me, uh, I thought you know I thought it was a a pretty good event, right? Like mm-hmm. I think when you compare it to other volumes is when it gets mm. it's not as good as it's as as it stacks up against the other ones. Right. But I did think it was a pretty good event. I enjoyed it. You know, I, I thought, you know, the fake street at first, I was a little like, what is this? But, you know, after a while, you know, you kind of get just, you know, you kind of get used to it. Yeah. Um, I thought that it was a little different from what they've been doing all year. Right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. for whatever reason to see smacking the crowd a little bit further away from the MCs was a little, it was a little weird as opposed to a closed room setting. Right. Where they may have been social distanced, but you can still kind of feel the energy. If yeah, that makes yeah, sense. sure, sure. I didn't. Know, I don't know if I felt it in this particular event, but right. I still enjoyed myself watching it. Okay, okay, yeah. I, I I thought that too. I mean, I always feel like battle rap is almost like you know, it's a fight. You like back in my day, we used to make a circle. You get in that circle, you go do your thing, and that's kind of how in my head battle rap is supposed to look. But I like they right. doing something a little bit innovative. Um. Who did you did you kind of feel like because B Dot and Chilla Jones, I know Black hates this, but for a lot of us that is championship type of battle. You know what I'm saying? Like what did you think about that battle? Uh I mean I it's tough for me because I don't like what B Dot did. And I got mad at you for the same shit, conceding defeat. But what did you what did you think about that battle, bro? Um, for me, I thought Dot Dot's issue. To me, me conceding defeat was a little different from what he did. Like he, mm. I shouldn't have done that. Absolutely, but I've, you should. I've have. never, I've, I've never been in that position where the room felt retarded. Like it, it just, it, it was like, what is happening? He's saying anything he wants, and they're going crazy. And mm. I'm over here saying the same type of you know, hotness and I'm getting like golf claps. And so in the room, it was like, I, yo, I got to give it to him in the room for dot. He stumbled and and fumbled throughout his whole thing. I didn't do that. Like he, he, he brought it back. He stopped. He's like, yo, we bring it back. He did that. He did that in the second and in the third, he did, he had some stumbles and it just, so I know he felt like what, what is happening, what is going on. So I can understand why he conceded. Um, but even with that, I thought even if he didn't concede, I thought Chiller would have won. Regardless. It would have still been tough. Yeah, I was saying the same thing. I was saying this because I, I, I thought Chiller came with the approach was a one. It, it just it was very surgical. Only thing I'm mad at Chiller about is that vest. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so so do you you think MCs are battling too much? Because I kind of heard like okay, well we're not used to seeing Dot this close kind of back to back type of thing. Do you, but do you think overall MCs might be battling too much? Cause that and that's why we're not getting those those like moments or those type of battles that we all look forward to. Well, I think, you know, Dot had what, four this year? Yeah. Right? Yeah. He had Saga, Nitty, Saga, Holmesy. Nitty, Holmesy. Yeah, and Chilla. T Top. Oh yeah, T Top too. Five. five. Yeah. yeah, five this year. Yeah. So for me, I think four would have been perfect for him. I think I don't think he should have taken the Holmesy one. I think he should have sat that one out, sat that one out, and and, and waited for Chilla. Chilla, however, he's this is what he does. He took real sick on I think eight, nine days prep. 
And, you know, people were like, oh, he might have lost. He took him on eight or nine days prep. Like, mm. like you guys, I got to give my man some slack, cut some slack for him. So I think the MCs that are used to taking the smaller battles on the smaller leagues are more conditioned to take more battles than the other guys who aren't. So it, it's always going to come across as these guys are doing it too much. And because there's a cycle, right? There's like a three, it's like a literal three-man weave. Mm. One week, actually, it's a four-man four woman weave. You know, one one week you're going to have the PGs or the Crucibles. Another mm. week you're going to have these 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 tiers that are more suited for Born Legacy and the app only. Then you're going to have the big caffeine event joints. Then you're going to have the all-women or intergender joints. So... Mm. It's interwoven, so it's always going to be guys shuffling in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. And I think they were trying to make up for what was happening with the COVID and the quarantine matches that they were right. doing on screen. And you know, Chilla took Chilla took like two of those this year. Yeah, yeah, he did that. He did that. So I feel like you know, and I know Black is not going to count those, but to but to take to to give material in that facet on that type of time. And then still do regulars is that's a lot of material. And I don't think that should be overlooked in any capacity. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and, and there is this ongoing debate. I think I actually seen you drop a tweet about that, about champion of the year and clear wins versus strength of schedule and sort of how you match that up. Me, I'm a clear wins guy. Clear W's is going to is going to get it for me. Uh, but, you know, and second to that probably is going to be strength of schedule. But like, so how do you see it if somebody gets, you know, X amount of clear wins, but homie over here got some clear wins, but debatables in other categories of guys who are doing well. How do you grade that? Well, I think it goes back to it goes back to how Black does it. Black, he makes sure to cover all grounds. So, yeah, you know, you you might you have a guy like K-Shine who has arguably beaten everybody he's faced this year. Oh, yeah. Clips. Yeah. Uh, he beat e Clips, he beat E-Heart, he beat Pat Stay, and he beat Chess. So, yeah. and he arguably probably lost maybe one round to Maybe Clips. one. I think Clips might have clipped him on one round where he had the freestyle. He embarrassed the white kid in the front. I was there. It was nasty. But I think, so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. He, so you got to think he, he went 12 and, no, he went like what, 11 and 1 in terms of rounds, yeah. right? 11 and 1. But then you gotta you gotta factor in. Okay, was the competition tough? Right? Was it was it tough competition? Clips was was Clips a tough opponent? I would say yes. On paper, yes. On paper, in, in, absolutely. In, in the battle, not not too much. Right? Chess was a tough, a very tough opponent. E Heart wasn't tough, and neither was Pat Stay. On paper, these are tough opponents, but in the actual battle, it wasn't. Also, it was a big spread out gap which is not his fault but the schedule he battled in january and then the next one was like july august yeah, yeah. so it there's a there's that disparity of not you know frequently showing himself in front of you know the fans mm -hmm. you know and then obviously a lot of people don't like his pat performance like it was it was uh, it was a little you know but that's not to discredit what he's done. Like he's done great things. But then when you compare that to, you know, uh, a B dot, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna use him as an example. He might have what two losses this year, one to Saga and one to Chilla, but two of those are two of those joints are battles of the year contenders, Absolutely. right? The T top and the saga one are, are, are battle of the year contenders. And then he really just embarrassed Holmesy. No offense to Holmesy. Shout to Holmesy. And you know, he he beat Nitty. He beat Nitty, but it was it wasn't a, a top tier, it wasn't Nitty on a seven. Now when you look at Chilla, mm -hmm. right? Chilla, he faced Twerk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was a very good twerk. Yeah. Um, he faced Geechee. I thought Geechee didn't Geechee stumble or choke in one of them joints? Yeah, yeah I, I think he had a he had a bit of a stumble, but I don't think it was nothing to you know. Right, he had a bit of a stumble, and then he, his third round was Black Lives Matter. So yeah. it wasn't a, it wasn't like a, a Geechee on ten. So we got to take that from him. But he did face a very good Jerry. He faced a very good real sick, and you know he you know B dot. Everybody was saying this was for the champion of the year, and B dot dropped the boy, and then Chilla got him out of here. So to yeah. me, you know, in my opinion, if I was to pick somebody, you know, it would be between Chilla Jones and K Shine. 
Oh, right? Like I like what Hill, I like what Hill, Will did this year with the sixty, and then he beat John John, and then he beat Danny. But I still think it's between Sean and, and Chilla. And I really want. I was hoping that we were gunning for them to battle on Summer Madness. But I don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Some some things I, I would have reserved for the bigger stage, although I think Goods and Gotti might have saved that event, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I would have rather seen that on stage, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to see Gotti stand next to that, that, that charisma that makes you look a certain way. You know, when Goods gets on his braids and all that, it hits different it hits when different. he's able to do it. But I, I want you to talk. I mean, you 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 cool with goods and all that. BX stand up. Talk about goods because going into this, it was a lot of chatter about what he can't do. You know, he's not lyrical. He's not able to keep up. That type of thing. Like you feel like you know that was a little bit unwarranted on the fans, or you know, what I'm saying you feel like he stepped his stuff up, or you know, what what's your take on that? I mean, I hate that narrative that people just always count him out. It's it's disgusting at this point. Mm. Like. Every year, every match, he's the he's the supreme underdog. Every time. Every environment. You can't beat Rock on the big stage. You can't beat Geechee in the small room. You can't beat T-Top on the big stage. You can't beat Hitman in St. Louis. You can't, like, ev- he Everything. has, come on. It's like, why, why, why y'all going against him? He beat X-Factor. He beat X-Factor when X-Factor was on fire. Yep. That was him. He did that. Right. And what's interesting about that is he he took X Factor's whole thing and did it better. Right? Like he's doing the grown man so the what X Factor tried to do to goods didn't work. Goods has been doing that on a higher level and beating everyone. Oh look how it come around though. See, that's why look I wanted to come around. That's why I wanted to talk. Because I always always uh you know, I'm trying to make a list of uh battles where somebody stole the other person's powers. Cause I think when Danger Zone battled Goods, then you get the Danger Zone 2015 run. That was crazy. Yes. Like yes. we did, we done lost like 25 pounds, whole new wardrobe, and everything. You know what I mean? Like it's battles that change you in that way. I think Goods is that battle for a lot of people. So interesting, you say X Factor. You know what I mean? Kind of took that and ran with it. You know what I mean? That's yeah. Dope. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I, for me, I, I never doubt Goods. I don't care how who he's going against. Mm. I'm always gonna go for him. Like so, you know, the new talk is him and Shine. It's like, I'm as much as I rock with Shine, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't see it. I just can't. I cannot <laughs> see him beating Goods. I just can't see it. Okay, okay. Let, let's let's talk about this too. And this will, um, you know, the new battle rappers. Like you got you got guys who are on the come up. I actually got Joey Gambello coming up soon. So shout out to Joey. Um, the new guys who put on this year, the the, the Easies, the Six. Uh, Jerry's not new, but I think he had a hell of a year, a breakout year, in my opinion. Um, you know, do you feel like this is a bubble era situation? That it's like, yo, this is good. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, you know what I'm trying to get at. But we got a little bit of the asterisk on that. Or can we carry this into next year? You, you know, what I'm saying, like, what what do you think that's gonna look like? And and I guess you know we can break down each of the people, but. You think what they did is going to actually carry over to next year, or can we accurately grade them yet? So I think next year is going to be more closed room situations for caffeine. I don't, mm. I can't see from from me speaking to people in the industry in terms of booking agents and, and, and venues. That's not happening until twenty twenty two. So I think next year is going to be an extended version of the bubble, okay. and I think these guys are going to continuously shine in this bubble. What I realized was Easy really came up in this bubble era. The the ascension that he's had has yeah. been wild to see and to say the least. He has basically created a fan base of his own. People love Easy right now. Absolutely. So I think he capitalized on it greatly. Kid Chaos, you know. I, I really enjoy what him and Real Sick do. I think those two guys are extremely talented. And I think they're going to go far. I think once the B-Magic battle with Kid Chaos, well, no, with uh, Real Sick drop, it's going to mm. be it's gonna be a nasty situation. <laughs> uh, 
um, yeah. the danger joint, the danger and chaos joint. I'm hearing is debatable as opposed to. Oh the yo 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 yo! Watch that one, facts. And I'm gonna hit you. I want to know what you think about it because it was a lot of people. I guess in the beginning was like, yo, chaos smoked him. I'm listening. I'm like, I don't hear smoked. I think he might have won, edged it, but I don't hear smoke though, bro. But yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm hearing. I haven't seen it yet, but I, I'm hearing it was a it was a close one. So he's he's another talented guy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lou Cipher, Lou Cipher did really well with, with, with DNA. You know, so Castro. he's going to be here. No, that was Castro. Pardon me. Uh-huh. Castro did really well with, with with DNA. So I think he's going to be around for a while. Yeah. You know, uh, obviously, you know, Jada Nightwing, I don't know what's going on with him or what's his next match. He was, I know he was gunning for John John, but it didn't go down the way he wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. Bond's got Av coming up. So that's a really tough match, you know. But these guys, this is a really good, this is a really, really good class. You've you know, seen a lot of classes too. And I had this discussion with P. You know, P's very military. So he tried to like, he tried to really kind of put me in a corner with that. But I said, you know, I get the stages in there, but this many guys, this is the point, this many guys that are this good at the same time is rare in the process. You've seen a bunch of classes coming through. How would you rate them amongst the other classes? Middle of the pack, top of the pack? Like what what do you what do you think, bro? If we go on by year, and if 2012 was the inaugural year, then I would have to say this is probably the third best. You know, this is the third best class, if I'm being mm. very honest. This class is extremely good. Obviously, 2012 is hard to beat the 2012 class. Yeah. It's hard to beat the 2014 class. Yeah. You Absolutely. know, those are the two classes that's hard to beat. Okay. Twenty the twenty the twenty twelve class is like the ninety-six draft. Like you can't it's hard to beat that ninety-six draft. Very like how difficult. can you like you got you got you got B Magic, you got John John. You got Chilla, you got Big K, you got Danger Zone, you got Ill with like, come on, are you are, are we serious it right was, now? Yeah, like, it was a lot. It was a lot. That's going. a lot. That's a yeah. lot to deal with. Yeah. Twenty fourteen, you got T Top, you got Briz, mm-hmm. you got Chess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you got even even though they're not on the the platform, but wasn't I think Jim's was on that. Jim's I think got- Dot was on that. Uh, yeah. And and what's the name was on that? Uh, 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 Show Off was on that. Show Off Prep. Uh, Jonah, Jonah, Wavy. Yeah. So it's like that's a tough class too. That's a very, very tough class to kind of just overlook and say, you know, Chaos Sick and Jaden Nightwing Fonz and these guys and Easy are better than those classes. It's tough to kind of give them that. I, I don't know if I can, mm. but I will say they top three. I do believe they're better than the 2015 okay. class. Okay. I believe they're better than the 2016, 2017, 18, even the 13 class. The 13, I did not like the 13 class at all. Mm. Um, but you know, I will say that though there were some good, good, good matchups in that 20, the 2011, 2012 class. You got to compile them together because yeah, it was, yeah, it was it was real jumbled at the time. I, it was the, it was jumbled. Yeah. So you know, and then we it started in like the PG started March of 2011. So we counted that going into Summer Madness as one, Summer Madness two. So hmm. that that Summer Madness two is the cutoff of of the first class. Hmm. Okay. So, okay. I got you. Yeah. One more, one more thing before I get to trivia. Um, and I, I saw this floating around. I thought this was dope. Inaugural class, Battle Rap Hall of Fame. You get five slots. I'm gonna give you five. Five names that you get to put in to the Battle Rap Hall of Fame inaugural class. What five are you putting in? Now, is it URL or is it? It's, every, it's everything under the sun. Come on. You get Mook in there. Hmm. You get Lux in there. Okay. You get Jones in there. Okay. You get Iron in there. Mm. And you know you you gotta you gotta put from that. Then you put this. <sighs> Leans back in the chair. <laughs> because if it was ten, it would be a little easier. Yeah. Yeah. So I gave you five. Yeah. I would. I personally would put Verb in there. Verb. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I would put Verb in there because at that point now everybody has seen everybody that's inaugurated in that first five has seen each other. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? I wouldn't put Verb in there. 
Rex? I know. You know what? I would. I would. Yeah, I was thinking Rex, but I'd put Verb in there, and then okay. I, I, I'd put Verb in there. Okay. I actually would put. Yeah, I would put Verb in there, and I would leave Iron where he is. I put Rex as number six if it was a six. You know. Yeah. Okay, I got you. I got you. I, I think. I think those is prominent names, but we we ought to start thinking about something like that because you're you're going to be steadily approaching maybe twenty years of battle rap soon, right? Of when we all kind of started watching it, so I think it's a good question. Um, let's get to trivia. Now this is all this is all BX trivia. Bronx stand up. Shout out to everybody that's out there too. I used to live in the Bronx too. Two thirty eight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Two thirty eight. That last stop on the one train, you already know that. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so shout out to Van Cortland, man. Uh, we gonna do uh, trivia. This is Bronx based trivia with Mickey Facts. All right. First Let's question is this: is the first question. Uh, what Bronx high school has the most Nobel Prize winners? Bronx High School of Science. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, home of Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's a fact. Um, now, what part of the Bronx was the film A Bronx Tale uh, shot? Cretona? No. I'll give <laughs> you one more guess. I'll give you one more guess. Well, now, I, I can give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Let me get a hint. Now, this hint. area shares the same name as the school that Denzel Washington, Faith Evans, and Andrew Cuomo went to. I don't know that answer. It's Fordham. Fordham. Right there on Fordham. Yes, sir. Fordham. Yeah, yeah. Fordham. Fordham. I've only seen I've only seen a Bronx Tale like maybe once or twice. Come on. Once in this twice. climate, I can't watch it. I'm gonna be honest. In this climate, I can't I'm not touching them uh inter like I, I can't I can't do it. I, yeah, I can't do it. Right, right. One for one. I'm one for one. Okay, okay, okay. One for one, one for one. All right. So uh what year did they build the new Yankee Stadium? <laughs> I think if I'm not mistaken, that might have been twenty fifteen? No. <laughs> no, man. Nah, you 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 a little off by some years, bro. Really? Yeah. Really? Twenty yeah. twelve? Nah, this was according to what I got. Hold on, hold on. Let me do a quick <laughs> Cause you got me scrambled. I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, I thought it was fairly new. It's like a fairly new stadium. Yeah, it is, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's twenty. Nah, it's not that. I'll give you a hit. I'll give you a hit. It's long. It's longer than that. It seemed like it been around forever. But this is the same year. This is the same year that Jay Z dropped Kingdom Come. Lupe released uh, 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 food and liquor, and then um, really that old two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah, 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 two thousand six, sir. Are you serious? I'm serious. I'm looking at it right now. I went to Google. Wow, two thousand six. Wow. Yeah. Yes, okay. Sir. Yes, sir. All right. So that's I'm um, I'm one one and one. All right. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll do that. All right. Now. Uh, built in 1973, this community is the largest of its kind with over 43,000 residents, home of Lord Tariq, Curtis Blow, and the notorious son of Sam killer, David Berkowitz. Who, like, what is this? What is this area called in the Bronx? Soundview? Close. Parkchester? No. It's not Soundview? It's not Lord Soundview. Tariq is from Soundview. It Co-op City. Co-op City? Yes, sir. What's your <laughs> <Man>. Yeah. <laughs> Co-op City. Hey, and I know you know Lord Tariq too. That's that's messed up. Lord yeah. Tariq is from Soundview. Nah, he's from Co-op City. I just watched the documentary. Him and my son and all of them, they was doing it. Yeah, Co-op City. Yeah. He always reps Soundview. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He made hey, a, he made a listen. He made a post about me and was like, "Yo, Mickey represents for us in the South Bronx." Mm. So that's why it's like when you said it, it was like Soundview. Okay. I wouldn't. I wasn't even thinking Co-op City. Yeah, yeah. It is the largest cooperative in, in definitely in the United States, but it's one of the biggest in the world. Uh, interesting place and shit. So, 
1973, that's that's uh where that is, Co-op City. Now, um, the Bronx started hip-hop with a man named Clive Campbell in the 1970s. Clive Campbell, 1970s. He was around other greats such as Grandmaster Flash. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? At the time, you had Melly Mel and so on and so forth. Lived on Sedgwick Ave. What is the name of this person? Cool Herc. Cool Herc. That's a fact. That's a fact. I'm two, I'm two, I'm two, two and one yeah. and a half. Yeah, yeah. Cool Herc. Yeah. Shout out to Cool Herc, man. Um, yes, Cool Herc. Shout out to Cool Herc, man. No Cool Herc, no none of us. None of us are here. Um, That's true. Very true. All right. The legendary group DITC Digging the Crates crew was composed of eight members. Can you give me five of the eight members? Of course. Of course. Let's do it. Lord Finesse. Lord Finesse. Diamond D. Diamond D. Fat Joe. Fat Joe. Big L. Big L. And the last but not least. Uh Uh-huh. OC. That's a fact. OC. Yeah, let's go, Mick. Huh? You can't get the DITC wrong. Now, the other ones we let slide. DITC we don't let slide. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. we can't do all that. Right. That's, we a can't do that. That's a bet. That's a bet. Now I get, I'm getting all my hip hop stuff right. You I are getting the hip hop. You are getting the hip hop stuff right. You are. Now this is the this, a, this is the last one. It's opinionated. I need to understand this because I'm I'm from upstate New York. I'm from Rochester, New York, bro. And right. when I moved down here, y'all killed me. Y'all killed me. What's further, in your opinion, Bronx native? What's a further distance, wildfire or dumbfire? What is further? Dumb fars further. Dumb fars further. Dumb. Dumb sure? far. Yeah. Okay. Dumb far. Right. When a nigga say he dumb far, <laughs> you don't even want to go. You don't even. When he when he wild far, it's like, oh, I, right, like, all right, I, could, I get it. It's like Brooklyn. You but can still dumb far. Okay. That's all the way. That's the boondocks. It's ah, right okay, okay, okay. Cause they tell me I look dumb far. Oh no, nah, that's why. Okay. All right. Shout out to the Bronx, yeah. man. So that that's my Bronx trivia. For Mick, you know what I'm saying? Great showing on the trivia. Appreciate it, bro. And all yeah. that, man. And uh, shout out to all the people that are in the in the chat, too, as well. And I want to make sure that we shout out the album again, Warp Collage. And I see you have a single as well on Spotify, Georgia, right? Yeah, yeah. So Georgia's on uh, Spotify right now. Obviously, I live in Atlanta right now. And uh, we decided that we wanted to do a record that uh, would encapsulate how people can go out and vote for the Senate runoff race right now. Obviously, mm. you know, people, we need the the, 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 the the Democrats to win that race if we want Joe Biden to have any of his laws to be passed right. that are for Black people. Right. Um, this is one of the reasons why Obama couldn't get anything passed for mm. us between 2008 and 2014. So we need everybody to to come out. If you're in the Atlanta or the Georgia area, please go out and vote. The deadline is uh, January 5th. I'm not telling you to vote for, you know, John Ossoff or the other guy, you know, but um, definitely do your research and and and, and use your your vote, your vote and your voice. Because that's this one. Mm-hmm. If people say, yo, voting doesn't matter. It, it, this one really does really, matter. Really they, does. They've been they've been doing voter suppression down here. I, I was doing research on what's been happening here in Georgia and the voter suppression to get people to not vote mm. has been catastrophic. So when it went, so when Georgia went blue this year, it was like a big thing, and we want want that to happen again within the Senate race runoff, and we wow. really need it to be a blue state. If we don't get it as a blue state, then we might as well have just elected Trump. That's yeah. a fact. Okay, okay, that's dope, man. And shout out to Stacey Abrams down there doing her thing. She yeah. and sister really worked hard to get us to to, to do what we did, and Atlanta is a big reason why Biden is in office in general. Right. I mean, I you know I'm a politico, so. You know what I mean? I, I definitely follow that. And I like the way the cabinet is shaping up. You know what I mean? Right, Brothers right, and sisters right, right. in the cabinet. Susan Rice in the cabinet. Yes. Keisha Lance Bottoms, they just they was asking her. She like, yo, my city needs me more. I respect yeah. it, bro. That's the cloth right there, Mick. That's different. Yeah. You know I'm glad I'm you know. I'm glad you out here and you know what you're talking about because you know I feel like a lot of times there's a lot of uh, political quote unquote pundits, right. you know, that they're coming out here, coming out the woodworks, and they came out and they wanted us all to vote for Biden without having any, you know, 
without having any knowledge on, on why we were voting for Biden, right? Mm. And, and then you obviously you have the, the skeptics who say there's the, the lesser of the two evils or, or don't vote for Trump or Biden. Or, you know, it was just it was just so much confusion. Obviously, that's a, a whole nother topic in terms of propaganda and things of that nature that we can get into on another topic oh, on yeah. another time. But I do feel like this is an extremely, extremely important election that is being swept under the rug by hip hop mm. a lot. And mm-hmm. even even with Stacey Abrams talking before Jeezy and Gucci and, and letting them know to vote, it still doesn't feel like it's being talked about enough. So I wanted to do my part and share my knowledge and my viewpoints with my community and my fan base to let them know, go out and vote if you're in the Georgia area. No doubt, no doubt. Mickey Facts, words of wisdom, man. I appreciate it, bro. Big time, you know what I mean? We definitely going to be tuned into everything you got going on, bro. Really, really like the project. The link is going to be down there. So if you got Spotify, you got Apple, you got all these different platforms, you know what I mean? Go ahead and support this because it's actually a really good project and everything. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate and, uh, it. And just for the fans, before we close out, man, uh, anything folks can look forward to and, and definitely, all, as always, drop the social media, how people can get in contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got like six projects dropping next year. The first mm-hmm. one is dropping in late January. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently writing it right now. Probably going to record it next week. And, you know, we're going to get that out to the people, okay. you know, late January. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. Um, I don't think I'm going to take a battle next year, probably 2022. Uh, so I don't want y'all to be harassing me about if I'm coming back next year. No, nah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> um, but it probably will be B-Dot when it does happen. Um, aside from that, just a lot of ventures, a lot of business ventures that I've been doing and getting involved with. One is Black Dollar Network. Uh, we're going to be releasing an app next year to circulate the Black Dollar. And I think mm. that's going to be one of the things that's going to shift how Black finances is, is moved in 2021. And I hope a lot of uh, our people join this app to become a part of something that is going to be the digital version of you know, Black Wall Street in Oklahoma City. Um, obviously, Kitty Credit, if you guys have children between the ages of 7 and 13, please download Kitty Credit with K's for Kitty and Credit. It's a mobile chore tracking app teaching kids how to manage credit at the age of 7 to 12, right? What? Getting them started. Yeah, yeah, man. Wow. I'm, I'm, okay, okay. I'm, I'm doing big things. Yeah, you A, hey, man. See, that's the type of stuff that I like to hear, bro. Besides right, all the right. guns and... You telling DNA how to shoot a gun accurately. Hey, Eric, when you hold it, like, chill out, bro. But all these things are going going on, bro. It's very, very dope. It means something. It's good to see that, you know what I mean, that maturity and people really taking their platform seriously to to get a message out there bigger than themselves. So. Right, right, right. So, you know, you guys can always follow me on all social media platforms on Twitter. It's twitter.com backslash Mickey Facts. You guys know how to spell my name, M-I-C-K-E-Y-F-A-C-T-Z. On Instagram is Mickey.Facts. And on Facebook is Facebook.com backslash official Mickey Facts. Follow me everywhere. DM me. I respond to every single person. You know, I, I try to be communicative with everybody that logs in because without you guys, I would not be who I am. Absolutely, man. And with, with that facts, yo, you be safe down there. Wear your mask. You know what I'm saying? Enjoy that weather. They said we got a nor'easter coming. Facts, you can be out, you be outside. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't need the big snorkel no more, bro. You you snorkelist yo, now. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I had on a I had on a hoodie today, man, when I went to the store, man. man. So I feel for y'all. I know y'all got like a foot of snow coming, bro. I'm sorry for y'all guys. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's on the way, bro. But uh, <laughs> hey, uh, you know what I mean? Shout shout to you, man. And just quick word to the people out there too, man. Shout out to y'all. Follow us at Black Compass Media. Uh, all this stuff will be up. We got a show tonight going to hit us up on YouTube. I am Tone Bro. That is Mickey Facts. It's Mickey. And we up out of here. Peace. Peace.